photography lovers and happy new year. I hope this one will be full of joyful moments and lots of happiness, a very successful photo shoot and amazing images. I also hope we're going to share it together. And since this is the very first episode of 2018 of the Fashion Photography Podcast, I'm happy to say that our family is only getting bigger. You know that for now, you were able to find us on iTunes, NeverlandMag.com and JudeFashionMagazine.com. But today we're starting our cooperation with a third magazine. It's called Crowd Magazine and I'm very excited to have its owners here with me. We talk about some very exciting topics, but we also share insights, not only what's suitable for the magazine, but also what's really going to help you to have in your portfolio, even if you don't feel like submitting right now. So I believe this podcast is going to be very useful for you. If I'm right, let me know by leaving us an honest review on iTunes and enjoy the interview. Hi guys, my name is Simone Evans and I am the Managing Director at Crowd Magazine. A little bit about myself, I love fashion, beauty, anything that has to do with makeup. I think that's one of my favorite things about fashion is how creative people can be with colors, how beautiful people create still life images. I think that's what I'm currently obsessing over. Hello guys, my name is George Promise and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Crowd Magazine. I am a fashion lover. I love soccer a lot too. I do love video games. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I do love photography and lots of beauty photos and just kind of collaborating with people, trying to start up businesses and all that. So I, I'm, I'm into entrepreneurship. Big surprise. I only have two guests today. <laughs> Where are you based right now? We are based in Canada, in Toronto. We recently moved here from Ottawa, Ontario, which is the capital of Canada. Toronto is more vibrant. It's more fashion forward. I would say it's the Canadian New York City. Everyone here is go, go, go constantly hustling and I think that's what makes us want to be here because it's just that that spirit and that vibe that everybody gives out of them always wanting to be on top of something always wanting to be the best constantly pushing each other to do really well in anything that you're doing you both said that you're fashion lovers what are your backgrounds for me I would say my background is PR and communications I did economics and business, really. So it kind of is far away from fashion, but really I have grown to love fashion regardless, starting up with the, starting with the magazine, also interacting with people who really love fashion to the core. That's very interesting for me because most of the magazines out there right now are usually created by photographers or stylists. And you're in such a different direction. And I think that's great because you're actually the people so well aware how to drive a magazine and how to actually put it in front of the people. Exactly. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very cool because I think you're looking at it as a business, right? Yes. Yeah. So what was your initial idea? Did you have any friends, photographers, or maybe someone in the industry? Really, I didn't have anybody. So it came about like, I was really in bed this day. I'm like, I feel like I should start up something. I have, I'm not doing anything with my life at this point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I should start up a business, really. The first thing that came into my mind was to start like a Facebook page to yeah. kind of promote people in fashion and beauty and people starting up businesses. So if let's say you have an idea of 
like a business you want to create, the Facebook page actually helps promote you. And so it kind of serves like as a platform to promote everybody who is trying to be entrepreneurial in, in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. So that started in 2012, really. And we started as the name Crowd Vibe. A few months later, we decided to move everyone from Facebook to an actual magazine form. So we changed the name from Crowd Vibe to Crowd Magazine. That's where the whole fashion beauty all came about in, in that sense, really. Mm-hmm. And how do you two know each other? I always say that I met George because he really wanted me to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to blog full time before I joined Crowd, and that was my main focus. I started when I was about 16, 17. I'm 22 now. So I was doing it for a while. And then I met George, or rather George approached me to kind of feature in the magazine and talk about what I do. So ever since then, this was two years ago, we became best friends, got super close. And I guess our relationship has gone from there and our friendship has grown. And yeah, the magazine has grown. We work together and we work really well. Yeah, I think that's what keeps this funny, and that's how we met. I, I guess she, she got a really nice style. So <laughs> Yeah, tell me your version now. <laughs> For me, I like to actually put people in the industry to be part of the team since I'm not fully born with that photography or fashion sense. Mm-hmm. It's something I actually learned, actually. So bringing people who are into fashion and beauty into the team was my main goal, and Simone had that qualities of everything fashion and she knew everyone in the city too so (laughs) I I knew that had to be a major key player in the team so yeah that's how we actually met for those of you in the audience who are very confused no that's not my George that you have heard of like thousand times it's a new George (laughs) (laughs) so George your name is very interesting is it your real name I used to work at the bank. We always have to have our name tag on and on. I had so many customers always kind of make a slight joke about the name. George Promise, what a cool name. What do you promise me today? And I'm always like, ah, I've heard this joke a couple of times. It's, it's, it's a dry joke now. Really. <laughs> it's not a cool joke, especially when you're working in a bank. <laughs> and someone says it over and over again. Apart from luck, what else do you need in order to stay on top of your game in such a competitive business, such as online magazines? I think you really need to be dedicated because if you're not dedicated, what I find is you fall so behind. Like sometimes I don't want to post on Instagram, but I know I have to because the person I'm competing with has already posted on Instagram three times that day. So what you need to keep going in this business is dedication. You need to be motivated every day that this is my dream. I'm going to live it. And that means I have to put all I can into it for it to grow. And I think that's what pushes us. That's what also drives our team. Because when we see our audience interacting back, when we see people actually looking at the work that we do, commenting, telling us how amazing it is, then that gives us that extra push that we need to keep going. And yeah, that's what I think. I think you also need perseverance, Mm -hmm. so much drive, motivation. You also do need (laughs) prayer. I'm listening about your team and I'm wondering how many people are there in this team? 20 people. 20 people? 
Well, that's a lot, especially for an online magazine. Because really, we are all over the place. And our the way we actually communicate with people around the team is through Skype, too, or Facebook, we have a Facebook group. We all talk there. Everyone knows what they're meant to do. Like our fashion editor is in Netherlands. We've had our graphic designer, like our main graphic designer. He he stays in Switzerland. So we have people working from every part of the world. As you say, it's an online magazine. We're in an online world. So yeah, you don't have to be in the same location. Yeah, true. But how did you find those guys? I would say most of them really approach us because I guess people will come up. Most of our, um, yeah, most of our team always comes on our Instagram, really likes what they see and they send us a message. And then from there, we kind of slowly start to narrow down who actually has that drive because we always test out people before we fully include them into our mm -hmm. team because so many people want to come into this industry and work in this business just to get something out of it. And once they see that it's hard work, they fall off. So yeah. that's one thing that really, when I'm choosing who to hire and stuff like that, that's one thing I really look at because if you're dedicated, if you're passionate outside of going to events, outside of meeting people, and you just do your job and you focus on that, those are the people that I think are key players in our team because they don't care about all those other things. They're added bonuses to their job, but everything else is them being passionate about writing about photography, about fashion and beauty, and that's what they want to do. And this is just an outlet for them to do that. Nice. I was wondering, what's the biggest problem that you have? Because, you know, in every industry, every creative, every person working in a bank or whatever, they all have some sort of very specific problems. I think the biggest problem right now is Instagram. For me, it really frustrates me because Instagram is always updating their algorithm, always changing something. And if you are not up to date with it, or if you just miss one thing, it completely throws off people finding you. Yeah. And as it's changed, I think that it's become more hard for people to be aware of what you're doing, aware of your brand. And that means you need to put in so much more extra work when before it was just easy. It was easy to find anybody if you liked a specific thing. But now it's just, if you don't know the algorithm, you don't know how things are going, you don't know what Instagram is doing on their end, then it's such a challenge to get an audience. It's such a challenge to get people interacting with you. It's a number game right now with Instagram or with social media, actually. So if you're not getting those numbers up, then you're getting left behind. People do not see what you're posting and you're not getting traffic. Instagram, for sure, is our, one of our biggest challenges. And what do you do in order to handle it? I read a lot. She reads on Instagram a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if anybody was to go through my history, all I do is read about Instagram. Aww. Because it's my biggest challenge only because sometimes you can miss one thing in the day that they decide they're going to make an update and it will throw off your entire week. Yeah. I read so much about social media, how to continue to grow your stuff because everybody is talking about it. And I think that especially if you're in like all those, I don't know if you have those, it's like those blog forums on Facebook mm -hmm. just have like groups of bloggers or photographers and you just chat about what's happening on social media or somebody gets an idea or figures something out and they share it. Those kind of things is what I'm always reading about because it, honestly, you can Google anything. You can find an answer to anything. <laughs> yeah. 
that's true. <laughs> so mostly you're using these groups. Yeah, and Google. I Google a lot. And there's some people who write actual like full length blog posts explaining by detail what goes on in Instagram how to work around it, how to make it better for you. So most that's what I read on. I do a lot of research for social media and yeah, basically just growing your brand. I think that's one thing I always focus on. I did not expect that your biggest problem to be Instagram, honestly, because there are lots of magazines out there. I thought that maybe competition is going to be the bigger problem for you. But yeah, Facebook is doing it super hard for us by buying Instagram. Still, there are the same guys, so we need to know who's the evil. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Honestly, I think once Facebook bought Instagram is when everything went downhill yeah. because before it was just so easy to get organic everything on yeah. Instagram. You didn't have to do much as long as you got on that popular page, everybody could find you, everyone can see your content. But now it's as though if nobody is liking your content, if nobody is commenting, then no one will ever know who you are. True. And that's when they introduced the post notifications and that did nothing. So now they just keep updating and updating and updating and it's just driving me crazy. <laughs> I have this theory that soon, maybe not in a few months or something, but relatively soon, there will be a new platform for this. Because many people are so annoyed by the new algorithms. And I think they're looking for an exit. Yeah. I think so too. Talking from an entrepreneurial point of view, I think someone is actually making something especially for blogging and photography and just an outlet to kind of take away Instagram. Mm -hmm. If we are thinking about it, then something is going on soon. It's sure. so nice to know that I'm not alone in this <laughs> no, no. <laughs> conspiracy thoughts. <laughs> Most of the guests in the podcast are constantly saying that for them, Instagram is like a burden. They're not enjoying it anymore. It's not like before, for sure. It's really not like before. At the same time, that's a good thing because we are updating every day, which is cool. But yeah, especially for you with the magazine, I believe this is one of the main platforms that you use, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of difficult, I'm sure. What do you guys think about Instagram story? Yes, I use Instagram story quite a lot. Whenever I update the Instagram, I throw that up on the story. So people who haven't had a chance to see what happened on our grid, everybody will always watch an Instagram story. So at least that way, they'll come and check it out. Yeah, plus right now, it's very important also to use hashtags and your location. But I feel like this is also changing every day. That's a good topic, I think. And people are usually very interested in Instagram. And I think it's more like making predictions nowadays. Yeah. I can't wait to see the next update, though, on Instagram. There's always something going on in all the social platforms. Like yesterday, I just learned Snapchat had Shazam kind of integrated in it. Yeah, you could, like, if there's a music playing in the background, you could use Snapchat to know what song, is what song exactly if you don't know. Oh, Snapchat is also trying so hard. Or Snapchat. But for us, we use Instagram, Facebook, and now we're back on Twitter. Oh, back on Twitter. That's interesting. Especially for a magazine connected so much to the visuals. Yeah. Yes. We started using uh, Pinterest also. Yeah. Pinterest is also a big thing. Yeah. Why did you decide to use Twitter again? Because we found out that Twitter is really, really popular in specific parts of the world. So like in, in Africa, for our Crowd Africa audience, they use Twitter every single moment. 
mm-hmm. in the UK, people are always on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, basically in different places in Europe, people are always on Twitter. So it's just another way to reach a different audience or more of our audience rather, because that's where they see the most things. Even in the US, quite a lot of people are really active on Twitter. Wow, you're probably going crazy yeah. every day. <laughs> oh my God. It, no, seriously, that's a lot of work. And how yeah. many updates do you have for social media daily? Nine updates a day. Oh my actually. God. Yeah. Wow. Because three on each platform. That's a lot. Yeah. I think, yeah, we, the social media team does a really good job. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, how did you find your first talents for the magazine? Our very first talent, it was a model, actually. Uh-huh. Her name is Shelby. Okay. She's one of the top models in Ottawa. We had to use her as our cover. So we found her and she knew a couple of photographers, which she introduced to me. From there, we found the stylist to help create the shoot. And we had some extras to help make the shoot a lively one too. It was, and that day was minus 40. It was super cold. We had to go shoot in the beach also. Every minute, the photographer was kind of still at one position. The models were still in one position. We had to take away the jacket from the models. And then they shoot for like a minute in that cold. And then we go warm them up. That was our first ever photo shoot, which is still something I do remember because of the code for sure. It, it gets super cold in Canada, so it's ridiculously cold. Yeah, thank <laughs> God it's been good so far. <laughs> your approach is so different for me because most of your competition is usually finding already created photographs and they're uploading them. And you are one of the very first few people that are telling me actually that they were there on the day of the photo shoot. Yeah, we love to be there and the photo shoot, unless the photo shoot is in a location where we can be there. Yeah, for example, another country. Exactly. Yeah. But right now, you're also accepting submissions. Yes. That was something we just added recently uh, last year. Mm-hmm. We got a huge amount of response from that. So many people love the kind of work we were already producing on our own and decided to start sending us submissions. Tell me a little bit about the guidelines so that maybe the people that are listening to a podcast, they would also love to submit to your magazine. I think this is the perfect time to also announce that from now on, we'll be collaborating together and they will be also ready and able to find the podcast on your magazine. I'm so excited for this collaboration. I am in love with your work. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. We are also very excited for this. And I truly believe that also the audiences. So let's find out how they can be part of the magazine too. We have different deadlines. So for our spring deadline, everything is kind of on our website, but our deadlines start in December. So December 1st is the deadline for our spring issue, which would be spring for mm-hmm. us so that's when like any kind of submission would go into that into everything we're doing for spring okay and then in march is our deadline for summer and then june for fall and september for winter so everything that we publish or that anyone submits we always ask for original content exclusivity and one thing that i find a lot of photographers who are just starting out kind of always find hard to do is They're usually really excited for a shoot and they're really excited to submit it. But what is hard to do is follow up with a photographer if they haven't sent full credits. 
full credits include outfit details. So everything that that model is wearing, we have to know so other people can go and look for it. Absolutely. Or look for something similar. And that's one thing I've noticed. A lot of photographers forget to put that in. And going after them for it is always a long process that keeps us waiting a little bit longer before we publish that editorial. So I would say that's one of the main things that if you send an editorial, it 100% has to have the outfit credits or any kind of details that has to do with what the model is wearing because it is a fashion magazine. And the same for beauty. It has to have the credits of whatever makeup she's wearing because one thing we get asked a lot is what is she wearing or what lipstick is that? And most of the time it's like, that's kind of awkward not to answer because we should know, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know if you work with affiliate links, but this is also going to help the magazine. Yeah. Which is important because though you're an online magazine, of course, there is a money flow and you have to pay for your domain and so many other stuff. So it is important. And it is part of the job when you work with paper magazines. So it's pretty much the same when you're working with online magazines, especially if you want to work like a full-time professional photographer. Yeah. Also, coming to credits, I hate when I see jeans by stylist own. <laughs> I don't want it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because there's a name. It's a name of for every, yeah, every. So even if it's vintage, let, let us know exactly the brand. Yeah, that was important. Yes, people also tend to shoot editorials with just one outfit. We like to have at least minimum of six looks for every editorial. Is one of the reasons why you're publishing seasonally because it's so hard for you to get the credits? I would say no, or I don't know. In my opinion, we publish seasonally because I feel like there's so many magazines that publish monthly and publishing seasonally, it's more of a niche. Very few magazines, like mostly editorial magazines, publish seasonally. And those are the magazines which aren't clustered with so many things. Like for example, you pick up an everyday magazine or a monthly subscription type magazine. And it's so full of so many things that you don't get to enjoy the beauty of just the photography, the beauty of just the style and like the beauty, all of that. You don't get to enjoy it because you're just hit with so much other content that you kind of breeze through that magazine. But instead, I think publishing seasonally just gives you more of a coffee table book that you can look at anytime and it doesn't lose value because all the stuff in there is extremely creative. It's not clustered. And for people who like art, I find that they think that it's more of an artistic type of magazine. They look at it more as art than fashion, like art fashion, I would say. Yeah. You gave me a totally different point of view because for me, it was super hard to understand how magazines can publish, for example, just twice a year. Because for me, as a photographer, as a person who knows how that I should follow the trend right now, and we sort of need to predict what's going to happen in the industry. Yeah. For me, it used to be so pointless to submit to Biennial Magazine, for example, because the moment those credits are actually trendy, it's right now. And then I have the publication six months after this, and I don't need it anymore because I need some new things in my portfolio. I need something accurate at the time. And right now, what you said, it sounds so different. Yeah, still, I mean, I haven't changed my mind completely, <laughs> but I completely understand you now. 
for those that are interested. Do you have web tutorials? Yes, we do have web tutorials too. So they can also be published yes. very soon after the submission. Did exactly. you hear that, guys? So <laughs> be aware. <laughs> yeah. So what's important um, for the people who wants to submit to your magazine is to think of different looks. Yeah. Send the credits. That's super important. Mm -hmm. And also to follow the deadlines. Is there something else that you would like to add? Yeah, I think the two biggest ones was the credits mm -hmm. and the looks because you can have the most striking photo and I can love it three pictures in. But by the fourth picture, I want to see something different. Yeah. And that's what, like that, for, for me, that's what I will end up just not liking the editorial anymore because she's wearing the same yellow dress all through. <laughs> yeah. That's a great guideline. Even if you're a photographer who is just wondering what to do with their portfolio, and even if you are not aiming at submission right now, maybe you need a little bit more time. But even just working for your portfolio, that's very important because if a client is just turning the pages or looking at your website, if you only have the same look, it's always going to be a red flag for them because if you work with capable stylists, you're always going to have more than just two looks more than that like you said guys at least six yeah, yeah. So, so this is a great guideline even just for the people who are wondering what to do with their portfolio but for those that are more confident they can submit for webitorial or for the seasonal publishing making arts takes time And that's why we take our time to curate our magazine. Plus, you're also really publishing. It's not only online, right? Yeah. Yes. So we have our online version and then we print. We print more on demand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of people who subscribe to the magazine. So they're the ones who like that hard copy that you can have on your coffee table for when you have guests come over and they want something to look at. And then we have stores who just have a higher-end clientele, who just enjoy reading the magazine and like hotels and stuff like that. So those are people we print for because they're the ones who have that audience that is super artsy, very fashionable, and likes the kind of work we put out. That's so great. Even for the people who want to submit, that's super useful information. The thing with the magazines, I think we all know what it is about. You do one job, you're submitting it or you're asked to do it, you're doing it. And then these guys are taking care of the Instagram, of Twitter, of reaching more important clients, people that actually pay for your next shoot. I think everyone can understand what's the little tweak, <laughs> yeah. but a very important one. I mean, I know that this is your job and that's why you're putting so much for it. But at the same time, I as a photographer can talk how hard it is to be able to work for the client, find the client, actually negotiating the price and then doing so many other stuff instead of shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, working with magazines is a big deal because they're doing your marketing. And as we already know, your background is in economics and PR and communication. So you probably know this better than me. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to handle this. If there are any photographers looking to submit any summer editorials, send us a message on Instagram. Let's chat. I love talking to photographers and creatives. So send me a message on Instagram at Crowd Magazine and we can go from there. Or you can send us an email too. Yeah. 
Yeah, or an email. Perfect. It's super nice for me to understand that you're actually working as a real magazine because many people are starting online magazines and they think that that's just fun. <laughs> no, it's not. It's yeah, a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's a real job. <laughs> when we started, I started this as fun just to help other people. It won't be called a business if there's no money. True. That's true, but you were winning the money and you're not asking the artists for them. We both know that there are magazines, they want you to pay as an artist in order to be part of their magazine. Yeah, I know. For me, or for Crowd, we love to promote our artists and creatives. That's our main goal. We won't want them to pay for anything. We will want the brands to pay to support the artists, it's not the other way around. So artists are exclusive to help us grow and we are helping them grow too. So it's a win-win. Yeah, which is so great. And do you guys usually ask photographers to make photo shoot for you? Do you have a yes. list of super cool photographers that you would love to have in your magazine? We do have some. Like yeah. We work with um, Billy, Billy Winters. Mm -hmm. He's a really cool photographer. He's been working with Vogue for a long time we contracted him to do work for us which he actually sent it was just so wow like a vogue photographer just sent us stuff that's oh. just <laughs> <laughs> when was the moment you actually realized that you were doing this as a business i think the very first time a brand decided to give us money <laughs> to put an ad in the magazine we could actually get more brands to kind of pay for stuff while we use the money to help grow our social media like grow our team grow the content we have uh, yeah that first money in the crowd account was was really the eye-opener okay i have another super cool question that i must admit i took away from tim ferris show but i truly love the question and i love his show so that's fine i guess <laughs> i don't know he can come be a guest in the show and he can tell me in person yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so I'm taking this question and asking you what's the most impactful purchase of a hundred dollars or less honestly I would say my boots <laughs> that's a cool answer I need them I'm cold like my feet are cold all the time and I got them from this website called Just Fab and they are my favorite I just got them recently but I would say they're the most impactful gift or purchase that I've made under a hundred dollars and most recently I got a new phone so <laughs> I love it so much and those are my two most favorite under a hundred dollar purchases Okay, and what type of phone is that? Maybe we can um, even put a link so the people can actually... It was under $100. It's because here we don't do, like, nobody buys a phone out in Canada. You go on, like, a contract. I don't know if you guys have that. Yeah, and then you're paying monthly? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a sale on the iPhone 7 Plus, and I got it for oh. $0. Black Friday. On Black Friday, and I <laughs> thought that was the biggest deal of this month. <laughs> So I loved it because they, they had my color, and which is pink, and I was just so happy. And it's been a week. I just can't let go of it. It's my new child. <laughs> so congrats on your new child. <laughs> Thank you. And my boots came from this online store called Just Fab. Mm -hmm. And what about George? You had some time to think about it. So <laughs> Make it a good one. Everyone knows I love shoes. 
I'm a huge fan for shoes. You love brown shoes. <laughs> yeah, I love brown <laughs> shoes. So I I just got this nice brown shoe from Aldo, $70. So that has been the best deal of the month. Now I know why you're having a fashion magazine. <laughs> <laughs> what are you planning for the magazine that maybe you can tell us a little bit about that? And what about the people who would love to be part of your team? Maybe we can give them a little bit of information if that's even possible. For me, I'm always looking for creatives. Like, I don't discriminate at all. If you love something and you're passionate about it and you know you can commit, you can always send us a message. I always check our Instagram because that's where I find most people reach out to us. So if you're interested in working with us, if you're interested in submitting with us and you just want to know a little bit more about what we're doing, just send us a message on Instagram and I will for sure get back to you or someone from our team will get back to you. Yeah, she's super responsive. I can double that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you need to have a really cool cover letter because mm -hmm. someone always looks. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, for me, I find that when someone writes a, a little bit about, not even necessarily a cover letter, but tells me about themselves, I find that that's when I connect the most with them because I already know a little bit about you and you didn't just write me a generic message. You told me, hey... Mm -hmm. This is me. This is what I do. This is why I want to work for you. This is my passion and so on and so forth. I think those are the people I always pick over anybody that would be, say, like somebody who's just like, I worked in fashion for 10 years. I'm like, okay, but what about yourself? Right. And I always end up picking, I find younger people who are like in university or college or in high school, because they're the ones who I find are the most passionate sometimes. And they really want to get their art out there and they want to get noticed and all that kind of stuff. And I love being able to give them that chance. That is so cool because they're very passionate, but I'm sure that they're also very inconfident and you're giving yeah. confidence, which is so amazing. Yeah. Super nice. Thank you so much for this interview. I cannot wait to work with you guys. That's so <laughs> excited. <laughs> So cool. Thank you again. It was a pleasure. It was so amazing chatting with you. It was lovely chatting with you too, Virginia. Now you know it all. And because we're in the very beginning of the new year, we're going to let you rest this Friday. But in 2018, we're starting to make not just audio, but also a video version of our Friday podcast. So if you want to keep up with the news, check out the links in the show notes where you can find everything we talked about during the interview, but also my YouTube channel, where from now on, you'll be able to see our Friday episodes. Along with that, we decided that this year is all about you and we want to make it perfect. So from now on, we'll be doing live reviews of your photos and live Q&As every other month and we'll be doing them again in youtube if you have any ideas or something you would like to learn share it with us so we can provide you the info thank you so much for being with me today and i'll see you next wednesday